on this episode of the AIE podcast. AIE, we're still in Discord. Class order halls are a go. Final Fantasy XIV is heading back to the library. And we have Captain Sybil's STO update. And Hoots and Turbo are here to talk to us about AIE and in Eve. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 261 of the podcast celebrating the Aliyah Ayakdast gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. This is Tetsemi. And to my left, really, she's right there, is Makala. Hey, IE, there's some Sopapia cheesecake bars in the Guild Kitchen. And they're yummy. This week, we're joined by special guest Hoots and Turbo Addiction, who are here to talk to us about AIE in Eve. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Hello, hello. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing hey, awesome. Hey, everybody. Hey. And I should say, I'm Hoots, for those of you who've never heard me. And uh, yes. Turbo, if you want to introduce yourself, just so that people have voices. I'm Turbo. Uh, you, you might hear me here and again on comms, but I'm quiet. <laughs> that probably he... means you're up to something. Just exactly. Yeah. You know, it definitely means you're up to something. Good. <laughs> All right. So, Hoots, what have you been up to besides playing Eve and plotting the downfall of... Uh, you know, the Brave Collective. What have you been up to uh, outside Eve? Okay, so uh, have we not been on since we were in Brave Collective? Because we Oh, no, left... I know. That's like, that's like okay. what, 10 coalitions ago? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. ancient history. I don't even, I oh, kind I know. of know what they're up to now, but um, World of Warcraft. I mean, that's that's a game, right? A game. I mean, that's 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 like a game. I guess some people play it. So here's the <laughs> thing about World of Warcraft and my relationship with World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm often caught saying, "I play World of Warcraft." Um, or no, I think the <laughs> phrase that I use is, "World of Warcraft is probably one of the better single player games I've ever played." <laughs> nice. Yes, that, that is the phrase. Yes, yeah. do you know we have a guild for that, right? Right, yeah. No, even apparently. in the guild. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, actually, I uh, one of my characters. Oh, my main is in the guild. So, good job there with me. But um, uh, I was I stopped playing WoW probably like a lot of people a couple of months into World Warlords of Drain, or it just it didn't hook me that much. Uh, the garrison stuff I didn't really care for, and um, Eve got busy. So I was like, well. See you later, WoW. I've got other things to do. But I started playing again when, when you know, you kind of heart started hearing the murmurings that maybe Legion was, was going to be... As good as we cool. wanted it to be. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I started playing in August, and um, I I got so close to the Flying and Draenor oh. achievement. Um, but the part that I couldn't bring myself to do, so I did Loremaster. Um, I had most of Loremaster wrapped up because that's kind of how I play Warcraft. Right. Um, Completionist. I did like all the exploration achievements. I did everything except the faction rep achievements. So if there's anyone that has spare medallions of the Legion hanging around and wants to give them to me, that would be too ridiculous. Don't do that. Put them on the auction house because they're really expensive. So yeah. if they were to do that, what mailbox should they send those to? Uh, that would be, I think the, the character's name is just Hout, H-O-U-T. I should send them that way. That'd be really, really slick. And then I can fly in Draenor and never, ever do anything with Draenor ever again. You, you know um, how yeah, I got, exactly. don't do that. You know how I got my Draenor flying? <laughs> uh, how'd you do? How'd you do that? I married the Tetsemi. Took care of most of it for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It was the hundred treasures that she did last, and so we just I two seat flying mounts since I had flying and flew around and like okay, there's a treasure, pick that up. All right, go to the next one. We yeah. just did them in like sections of ten, so we wouldn't burn out. But I, yeah, I, I finished the questing stuff. Because you know you really should do that, and literally my beloved tank took care of almost all the rest of it for me. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the rub grinds was fairly easy if you did it every day, but it just the, got the, the rep grind, I bet, was really great and really easy if you didn't have one day to do it before Legion came out. Exactly. Then it's just, how much are those going for? Give me medallions. Give me medallions. But, yeah. Well, and it, the interesting thing was, because I did it on, um, I actually did some of the rep grind on... 12 characters because there was well there was this was the whole expansion not all in you know a month okay um but you get to a level three shipyard and you can get um you can get an oil well but you have to be revered with vulgence headhunters one of the reps so i was buying medallion or you know finding medallions or, or buying medallions to buy that oil well, because then that would give you free oil resources. So then you could just run your shipyard in your garrison basically on their own. And they would just generate resources kind of like you do in Eve where the, the PO it's just generating resources. All I got to do is send stuff out on missions and cl- come back once a day, collect all the stuff, send everyone back out. And it was, you know, it, once you get that oil, well, everything just went on its own. So. I, I wish Eve was like I that. Know. And I wish I wish you could send minions out on missions. Um, I guess you could pay actual people. Oh, that's kind of like what you have, you score, have but, minions. Yeah, yeah you no. Have you just minions. have to pay them. It's called Red Rum and Frodo. <laughs> nice. I, I, I guess so. Yeah, your POS fuelers. So, Turbo, what have you been up to? Oh, wait, sorry, Hoots. So, what about now? Yeah. What what yeah. what sucked you in about the game now? I think uh, so. I hit one ten a couple of days ago, which nice. apparently I'm like Mister Slowpoke because everyone oh, no. hit like level no. one ten, like the day of or something like that. Actually, so oh, yeah, no. I'm one of the normals, and maybe I'm actually like a little bit ahead of the curve uh, <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, uh, I went ahead and did all the Loremaster achievement quests uh, for all the zones except for Suramar, which I'm still working <laughs> through. I dabbled in. Uh, yep, yeah. absolutely. So I'm I'm working through that right now and uh, did uh, did a bunch of the world quests. Uh, I'm trying those out. Uh, I love. I think yeah, I'm I'm a paladin, and that right. order hall. That yes, I, I mean I, I've heard they're all <laughs> really well done and they're all absolutely amazing. But my paladin that I've had since Burning Crusade, uh, it's it's just great. I really, I mean you're really in Light's Hope Chapel. What more could you want? Yeah, right, exactly. I mean you walk so in that's, that's, on, the, on the top floor and there's this secret glowing stone in the floor that only paladins can see, oh, and wow. you click it and it opens up and you descend into the order and hole. It's this, Massive complex just in the middle of the eastern plaguelands. It's it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. See, I'm in I'm it in the is, warrior one. The the warrior one is basically Valhalla because you have Odin. Okay. And so you've got Odin's throne with all the Valkyries, um, your flight master for lack of a better term. Um, and this is this is the most awesome thing. You basically jump out of Valhalla into where whatever zone you're going to and then you do the infamous superhero landing on one knee with the fist down when you hit the ground the superhero landing you do that you just what you see is the your character flying through the air towards the the zone with this heat bubble around it you know like a rocket re-entry and then you just hit the ground do the the superhero pose and the ground just crackles like it's you know like you hit it really hard. So, yeah, if you're ever in the landing the area for for Dalaran and you hear somebody hit the ground like that, we jumped out of Valhalla. <laughs> I boosted the warrior. I'm going to have to go check that out. I'll have to at least get to the class hall to check yeah. that Just out. Just get so to no, the class hall. No spoilers, um, but I was looking at the followers, the last two followers. <laughs> For the warriors, and I was like, "Yeah, that's about right." Yes. And that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, the I was talking with other people about their followers, and I yeah, I won't spoil it. But if you look at the warrior hall followers, I'm like, "Good lord, this is an absolute who's who of people we've run into in the world." I won't say spoilers, and people we've run into in raids. So, yeah, wow. Hmm. It's it's fun. 
the, the whole quest line's been been fun so far. But um, Turbo, what have you been playing? Uh, I played a good bit of the Nomansky. Um, I like Nomansky. that. Nomansky. It's a Polish game, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those games. It just it it's the thing that I've really liked doing a lot. I like playing, exploring a lot. So I played that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I stopped because I don't want to burn out before they start adding in stuff like the buildings, like they said they might at some point. Um, right. But right after that, um, I went to Dragon Con and spent Ooh. five days down there. Um, yeah. Hung out with uh, Najara and Mathanug and. And uh, is it Zazian or Zazan? Um, at Zazan. Oh, uh, yeah. I know who you're yeah. talking about. Yes. I got with them. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun down there. Um, I, that's about it. Just so, training so into stupid things on, on Eve. Before yep. we move on, what did you say the official drink of Dragon Con was? Yep. Oh, um, <laughs> Smirnoff Ice Electric Berry and um, man- Electric Mandarin, I think. They were both Ugh. on sale for fairly Ugh. cheap. I wonder why. They had a stand set up in the Hyatt where they just had somebody there mm-hmm. selling it like 24-7. I think they might have shut like it down. Bottles really, or just really cups late. of... Uh, bottles. But, um, oh, jeez. They had... Uh, it's, it's like a little 16-ounce bottle. So it's not terrible. Gotcha. It's five dollars no. a piece. I think I paid like eight dollars for four of them tonight. It's <laughs> highway robbery. <laughs> yeah, now, exactly. Now you too, when you're consuming your alcoholic beverage, can have liquid diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to have electrolytes. At least that's what the lady down there said. I can't find anything yeah. on the. Here, this will recharge you and get you drunk at the same time. <laughs> it it tastes like a bomb pop. With mm-hmm. vodka in it. With vodka, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Very cool. McCullough, what have you been up to? Because rumor has it you actually logged in. I did. I actually... So um, so don't feel about bad about just hitting 110 because I'm halfway into 100. Um, because I, I'm kind of broken. I don't play until I have nothing. I have no responsibilities. So finally, to Thursday evening, I ran out of responsibilities. So I played for a few hours. And then this afternoon, somebody said he would do the show notes, and I played for a few more hours. And I made is it Stormheim? Yes, you're in Stormheim. And it's all Norse and fabulous, so that was a treat. I look up like, oh, hey, there's one of Odin's Ravens. That's a good yep. time. Stormheim. <laughs> I started with Stormheim. It's good. And oh my God. total Wrath of the Lich vibe. Wrath of yeah. the Lich King vibe. Yes. Like, uh, the, mu- the music. Um, and, you know, if you... From Grizzly like, Hills. Yeah. It, like, just perfect. Spot on. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not to mention just the, that, you know, the hardcore North mythology linkages. I'm like, what am I going to find? Yedrasil around here? So I, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. I got my, um, so I do play a dirty warlock. Um, because, you know, why not? Warlock. I'm the opposite of the paladin. I'm as evil as they come. And I've come, so I did my uh, class, I got my class, you know, artifact, because I'm demo. And I'm like, wow. I can't trust these people anywhere. I'm like, I'm working with my fellow warlocks. I'm like, wow, I I don't trust any of you. You are all as shady as get out. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be some betrayal, and I'm okay with it because warlock. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that with little I've gotten to play. I mean, again, it's beautiful. I wandered into a, a cave, and I'm like, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, of course, it's just any music's on point. From what I've seen of the story so far, it's great. And everything I've heard, I'm very excited. Um, the other thing that I um, we've been doing, is, or we did, is uh, Wednesday night, um, Loth Magal, uh, John Gardiner, who is one of our community members, planned a D&D game for Eludra, who has never played Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, so, really? Yes, yes. So it was um, Ben the Mage, uh, Tetsemi, 
Aludra and myself, um, old man Franks was supposed to come, but unfortunately old lady Franks was not feeling fabulous and he was on munchkin duty. And he planned just a little, just a little one shot and we were all um, animals. But we were deep, but we were, you know, classes. So Tet played a tiger druid. Aludra played a horse druid. Uh, Al the mage, or Ben the mage, whatever you want to call him, played a otter rogue. And I played a raven mage. Fabulous one shot, just a really great introduction to D&D for her. We had a blast. And it was it was a good time. It was a good time. I think we played for maybe three hours. So, and the kind of really really cool thing was this is on Wednesday. So it was Aludra's first day playing D and D, first time you know rolling the dice. And it also happened to be Ted and I's daughter's first time playing D and D because she joined D and D club in high school, and her first game was Wednesday afternoon. So that was really cool. So uh, besides that, um, mostly being really, so, really so a couple, a yeah. couple questions. Yes. Um, did you did you like get together in Neat Space or was this online? And it and was on Google system? Hangouts. We Google Hangouts. Okay. And five yeah. um, E. Okay. Five fifth edition, just because you know it's. I think of you know because no one should be starting with four. That's just way too confusing. There's some really great resources out there for four, but you don't want some. That would be someone's first game. And I think um, John had 5e available, and we had 5e available, and there are some decent resources online for it. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah, so it was it was a it was a really good time. It was it was it was a lot of fun. And hopefully, maybe if we if you know everyone goes in a tackler, we'll do it in person. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd I'd love to get out to Nertacular. But, you should uh, you should. Um, and by the way, Nerdtacular dates for 2017 have been announced. It's it's July 28th. No, it's June 28th through July 1st. The the, the plane trips, what kills me, because I oh, live yeah. nowhere yeah. near any kind of hub that's worth anything. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had that when we went out to our goddaughter's wedding. Um, her parents live in Wheeling, so it wasn't bad. I could, I could fly into pits, but when Tet and the Hordling flew out because they came in several days later our goddaughter lives in Huntington, West Virginia and Charleston unfortunately which is the closest town in West Virginia that has any sort of airport didn't have any of the main hubs and so they flew into Columbus and drove the three hours to get to Huntington Yep, it was quite the trip So Tut, what have you been doing in or out of game? All the things. So I did hit 110, and um, I got to and and Hoots. I don't know if you experienced this, but um, you get to 110, and all of a sudden it's like, here, have all these quests. Here, have all these icons on your map. Here is every single thing you want to do. And it, I kind of uh, had to, wow. yeah, no, I just kind of had to step back and go, okay, hold on, hold on focus because <laughs> i could go do all the things but it's because there's there's your stuff opens up in your class order hall there's a quest to actually open up world quests to kind of explain it and tell what happens and suramar opens up at the same time so it's like you know if it were just those three things but it's just like all this stuff opens up and it's like okay so we're just going to take this very slowly we're going to take this a bite at a time Started in Sormar, got that, got that quest line going. I kept ignoring Cadgar every time I flew into Dalaran. He, right. <laughs> he, he's like, I'm over here. I'm like, yeah, I see you. Just go away. So finally, I went to to Cadgar, and that, that opened up. That started the world quest line. Um, so I started working on that, and then I've been doing the class order hall. Um, and one thing, if you if you haven't run into this, but expect you're going to visit the dungeons several times because I'd get a quest to go like a profession quest, go get this out of this dungeon. And so I would go do that dungeon to get it out of the dungeon or actually I'd get to the end of the zone and the dungeons there. So I'd go do the dungeon to finish out the storyline. And then I'd end up back in Dalaran and the quest giver for my jewel crafting profession says, Hey, I need something out of that dungeon. You just finished go back in there. Like, ah, 
But the only good piece of that is if you'd run eight dungeons, um, you kill eight dungeon end bosses, you get a piece of armor from your class hall, which starts out at 810 item level, and you can upgrade with resources to 830 item level, um, which is nice, especially if you're you know, trying to get geared up to get to heroics. Um, but I love, I'm not, I won't spoil the Suramar quest line, but just that whole city and society, it's the just best way the I character models, like the character yeah, models the, the character of the night alone of the, yeah, of the nightfall. Okay. It's, it's basically, you're dealing with a bunch of high society drug addicts. That's the best way I can terming it. Oh, so, so, oh wow, that's going to be a good time. Yeah, you thought the blood elves were snooty? They have nothing on these people. Ooh, Honestly, I had challenge a, accepted. I had to deal with one of the nightfallings because uh, my paladin's a um, a tailor because mm-hmm. that was a thing back in the day. Um, right. But uh, he's still a tailor and like the, one of the quests that it had, I had to I had to summon one of the Nightfallen to Dalaran, I think. Right. The guys with the pointy ears, and they look kind of like vampires. Yes. But, yeah, okay, so yeah, yep. it was one of them. Okay, yeah, those yeah. guys are crazy. Oh, yeah. No, and they get crazier as you go into the storyline. It's, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, I will tell you this, you get to a certain point, at least in the jewel crafting quest, and you meet this one of the guys out in the wild and he wants to go back to Dalaran. And so there's a whole quest line of how are you going to get this guy? That's not typically going to be allowed in Dalaran into Dalaran. Um, yeah, there's a similar thing with the tailoring quest, but I pretty much it, okay. I had to do a bunch of quests for him. And he was like, Hey, yeah. Um, uh, can you give me a Dalaran? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go talk to this person. And then like, yeah, we can summon him here. And like it summons yeah. him and they all like, like, <gasps> Like, who is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, and like, uh, yeah, you can look around. Um, <laughs> yeah. All... Yeah. Great. No, the, the profession quests, uh, the profession quest line are really well done. The world quests are fun. What I like about the world quests is, and I have to apologize to Ralph because I forgot that he wasn't 110. And I was standing by this um, world quest and the, person it's a hunter and her bear and the hunter has like 27 million hit points so you need a group for it and um, so i asked in guild chat hey can anyone come help me you know take her down and ralph was like yeah i'll come so he comes out there and then we did a, a looking for group and got a couple more people in took it down and he's like what was i supposed to get for a reward for that and i'm like I moused over him. I'm like, you're 107. It's a world quest. You get class order recesses when you've got world quests open. He's like, oh, okay. So I owe Ralph an apology. (laughs) Sorry, Ralph. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's just, I love that you don't actually have to pick up a quest like you did in the dailies. It's you show up in an area. The quest giver is usually a floating head says, hey, can you go do this for me? The little quest pops up and in your tracker on the side. You go do it, and you don't have to turn it in. It just says, quest complete, boom, the stuff's in your inventory, and you can go on to the next one. So they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. It's, it's definitely dailies 3.0, and I think, they finally, nice. I think they finally nailed what they were going for on they it. get a good balance. Yeah, exactly. Great. All right. Well, I think with that, we should probably <laughs> hop into the news, right? We probably should. It's not a bad idea. AIE News. All right. Just a reminder that we have an AIE Discord server for all games and activities in Alia Octa asked that we're involved in. Just hit the front page of Umami, and once you've authenticated, check the bulletin headed AIE Discord server. And in fact, we use it for the podcast as well. It works amazingly well. And big AIE podcast news. Well, guys, Tet and I had a meeting, and we decided, no, we're not leaving the podcast. But we finally decided on a new third chair. 
people joining us on the next few shows and is a awesome member of our community. In fact, there's a few weeks when I'm pretty sure that he himself has provided half the material for the show. Who is it? I wonder. You'll just have to tune in regularly to hear. See, I meant to say see, and I should have said hear. Anyways, we'll be letting you guys you know soon, but I assure you, he is wonderful and we adore him. And in WoW news, we're too busy playing. I'm kidding. There have been a ton of hot fixes for content and class abilities. To keep up to date, check WoWhead or MMO Champion as they're coming out almost, it seems like, daily, if not every couple of days. They're just pouring out hot fixes to content and classes. Um, they always have a good list of the hot fixes and developer communication. And speaking of that, Blizzard held a Q&A with Ian Hazakostas this weekend, or this week on Thursday, and covered topics ranging from the state of the launch, how smooth it went, up through what's coming in patch 7.1. Yes, we're not even done with the content in 7.0, and they're telling us what's coming in patch 7.1, the return to Karazhan, which wow. I'm really looking forward to. Um, and it will hit the PTR soon. I think they said probably this week or next week at the at the latest. Um, I love that they're already talking about the content, even though I'm currently drowning in things to do as in-game, as we just discussed, um, which is amazing for having a, you know, a year of content drought. And now it's like I've literally got too much to do. I, you, know, you have to pick and choose what you're doing, which is awesome. I love that. Um, and speaking of which, if you are stuck away from your computer, but you want to check up on your class order hall, if you have an iOS app, iOS or Android device, you can download the Legion Companion app and send your followers on missions, collect rewards from those missions, recruit new minions, and see what world quests are available so you can plan when you get back to your computer. And we'll have links to both the announcement with the video that tells about it and the frequently asked questions in the show notes. And in a SOTOR news, Escape Podcast 158 and 159, Quick Tips 2 and 3 are up on the free feed. Max and Seema cover more in-game tips and tricks, even covering things veterans players may not know or may have forgotten. Want to refresh on the game and some good ideas on how to do things more efficiently? Tune in the podcast every Tuesday night around 10.30 p.m. Central Time. And don't forget about mandatory fun nights where attendance is optional. But the fun isn't. And that is also on Tuesday nights. Wow, Tuesday is busy for these guys. They are. They're very busy. Um, in Final Fantasy fourteen news, or for Max, XIV, uh, Square Enix has announced some details on the new big content patch coming in patch 3.4. Players are going to be tasked with heading back into the great Google library to retrieve untold tomes of powerful knowledge, as well as venturing into Zelfatol to prevent another summoning of Garuda by the Ixel. Preview images for the patch showing off the MSQ, the new Tombstone gear, housing editions. Ooh, housing editions. They'll, oh, they'll be they'll be enjoying those. And the upcoming double cross hot bar are up on the article. All right, and I have Captain Sybil's Star Trek online news summary for the week ending in 9-11-2016. By the way, speaking of Captain Sybil, evidently September September eighth. Eighth was her birthday, which happens to coincide with Star Trek's 50th anniversary. And today it's her and her sweetie's 45th anniversary. So congratulations, Captain Sybil. All right. And the 50th anniversary of Star Trek occurred on September 8th, as I just said, and Sybil's birthday. In celebration of this amazing achievement, Star Trek Online gave away the 23rd, 23rd Century Bundle for free and for 24 hours only. Starting on September 8th at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox One. This bundle includes the Class F shuttle, the entire original series ship interior, the command tunic uniform, the medical officer tunic form, wow, the medical officer uniform, the formal dress uniform, as well as a original series phaser weapon. If you missed the offer, you haven't been you, you haven't taken our nagging seriously enough. Come on, guys. Visit the Star Trek website. STO website. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourselves. And as reported previously, the current release of the Temporal Time War time-traveling episode came to an unexpected conclusion, though not through gameplay, but through blog backstories. 
yet another backstory has been posted on the website with hints of missions yet to come. A fascinating must read and again, and Sybil's being kind and she's reframing from spoilers. On September 6th, Star Trek Online was finally released for Xbox One and PlayStation. Uh, six years of gameplay content will be available right from day one. Huge improvements in graphics and UI are, UI are featured. As with the PC version, it will be 100% free to download and play. STO, Cryptic Studios, Perfect World, and CBS announced a partnership with Elucid, um, which is, uh, by the way... Euclid. Euclid, wow. Euclid, which their website is Euclid, which is E-U-C-L-3-D.com, to allow players to be able to 3D print any ship they own with infinite variations of customization as durable plastic models. The free print, the free de desk stand is included. Take note, these are not tiny 2-inch models, but are the big 12-inch models. This service will be available soon. And hey, wait a minute. What? Hoots, that sounds like something they should do with Eve. Can you imagine printing a, not a Titan, but, <laughs> well, yeah, a Titan. But, I mean, they can you had, so they had a, a Nix, one of the supercarriers, released, except, a Turbo, do you remember how much that was? Uh, I want to say $3,000, because it actually yeah, flies. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because it was like, like a levitating mix that they made. Um, yeah, so they've oh, done geez. it, but they've done it for, like, the one percenters, for the, the right. because I'm a poor, so yeah, I'm right. not going to shell out $3,000. But yeah, something like that, that's maybe a little bit more for people that aren't, you know, I don't know, money coming out their uh, their ears. But um, sides. Okay, yeah, I, got it, I got it in front of me right now. Um. It's a hundred dollar deposit with eighteen hundred dollar total price. Um, oh, oh, okay. See, the I dimensions love... are twenty four inches by twelve inches by two and a half inches uh, tall, and it's twenty wow. pounds, and it levitates with uh, magnets. Oh, jeez, that's awesome! You can um, see. I love when you can three D three D print stuff from game because that's how oh, I got. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I got Ted. So. <laughs> there, on Thingiverse, there's actually a few of the ships. There's an Archon you can actually print. It's usually in uh, multiple pieces, but you can print out an Archon to have. It's like a foot long, I think. Very we have a cool. Few people, we have a few people that play Eve that are in IE that have that. Cool. Not to to get a little bit back on track with STO, uh, because I was curious, yeah. um, just in case anyone was wondering... Um, I did just with a very quick Google search. The console versions are not cross-play with PC that are just released. It looks like they are separate universes. If that's wrong, someone can correct me. But just in case anyone had any questions, I wanted to throw that out there for the uh, the audience real quick. And I'm sure they'll actually, if you check on StarTrekOnline.com, there'll be a lot of information on that. So thank you for that lead-in because I'm going to go ahead and finish up my notes here. Tet. You got us off track. That's okay. That's what this podcast is about half the time. All right. So the AIE uh, classes fleet star base is still seeking contributions of materials and duty officers from all AIE fleet mates. Check out the fleet holdings tab in the in-game menu for donations needed. And, of course, if you want any additional information, backstories, patch notes, release notes, forums, commentary, to check to see if all versions are compatible or not, check out the Star Trek Online official website, StarTrekOnline.com. And thank you again, Sybil for your wonderful Star Trek Online update. And in Lord of the Rings, Gorgesh, Gorgesh posted in the forums about a recent developer interview with a community site. Uh, it's Dottie's uh, community site, covering a timeline for content through 2018. Yes, even with the layoffs at Turbine, they are committed to releasing content for the game through 2018. Uh, they're calling the next major content release an expansion, so it'll be a significant update, uh, which will take the players into Mordor and eventually up to the Black Gate. Links to part one and two of Dottie's interview are below. Ah, sorry, her phone is making interesting sounds. All right. And with that news, let's get back to Hoots and Turbo and find out what is going on in EVE. Well... 
reddit.com slash r slash eve read everything there you'll be <laughs> no don't do that that's that's a, 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 a like a I, what's the uh a place uh, of a hive of scum and villainy. There we are. That's the phrase there you go. we're looking for. Um, a wretched scum, a what, wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's yep. That's that's exactly the phrase I'm I'm looking for. Um, what happened, Turbo? What, <laughs> what did you what happened? Did, in wait, Eve? What did you do? There's the appropriate thing to ask. I didn't do anything, and I don't think Turbo did anything, but there was a giant war, and then... Oh, let's blame like, Lank. The... We're, we're blaming Lank okay. for this. Sure, we, we can blame Lank. Um, we, we heard from him today. Oh, good. Um, I think his his last words, uh, if I look them up in our, uh, our Discord... It was, um, I want my life back. And then we didn't hear from him again. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Like, if you're out there, we, we miss yeah. you. It's kind of like schools um, holding him for ransom. Anyways, what did you guys do? Yeah. I, we need to know. We need the full report. So, to simplify things, we were living AIEU, um, our tiny little corporation, um, which is a member of the Blades of Grass Alliance right now, which is then a member of a larger coalition um, that has a really cheesy and corny name called Guardians of the Galaxy after oh. after the movie. And everyone makes fun of us for okay. it, rightfully so. I'm not. I think we got that name because one of the IT guys who like was responsible for their infrastructure liked Guardians of the Galaxy a lot, and so it just kind of stuck by fiat because no one had a better idea everyone okay. makes we fun living... of us but we have the first yeah. star in non-wormhole space yeah they can make fun of us all they want then if we're kicking their butts who cares so there might have been a previous keep star but we'll I, oh god there's so much to oh. get to so much to get <laughs> I, to I think I wormhole that. space yeah, so one of the things that changed since we were last on, there are these structures called citadels in the game, which are basically giant structures that you place, and they're meant to phase out some of the older structures that exist. Uh, towers, uh, player-owned stations, or passes are an example of what they're going to eventually phase out. And you place these citadels down in a system, and you can actually place multiples of uh-huh. them in a system. And um, the mediums are really cute, and uh, they're really affordable for corporations, and I should probably buy a couple and place one um, or two for the corporation and a couple systems really, where we need them. Um, really but they, um, is a not a great term considering they're like the size of Manhattan. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. Little, little in, in air quotes. Um, but then there's the size above the medium one, which there's a big one. And then there's the extra large one, uh, which is worth about, if you're familiar with ship classes in Eve, the largest ship class in Eve is called a Titan. It's very big. It's whenever you read a news story in the BBC about Eve Online, it's usually because multiple of those Titans have died. Um, a keep star is worth about three to three and a half times the value of a Titan. The, you can take your Titan and dock it into the keep star, which you hadn't been able to do in the game before. Um, and we have one of them. Not AIU personally. That, right. <laughs> that would but be the a coalition yeah. that we're a part of. Uh, we have one of the first keep star. If not the first, there's a little bit of contention over it, but we have one of the first absolutely massive citadels in null security space. And it, it was a pretty big um, and celebratory deal when we put it down and online it. There was there was much cheering and hurrahing uh, to be had. But basically, we've moved space like five different times in the past year. And finally, AIU has settled down in a region of space called Branch. Um, which is about as far north on the Eve map as you can get. And knock on wood, I haven't set up planetary interaction yet. So hopefully, hopefully we're not going to be moving anytime soon. And, and as far as the past month, August, we just finished up a really big war called world war B um, named by the community. Um, And Goonswarm, the largest alliance right. in the game, ended up losing. Oh, uh, which, really? Which, for those of you who have 
been in the Eve okay, politics. Are they theater. are they the goon goons? Yes, they are yes. the goons. All the right. Goons yes. Finally lost a war. If you ask them, they made a strategic retreat and didn't right. actually lose the war, but they lost all of their space. Yes. They yes. got kicked out of the region of space called Declan. Their allies got kicked out of Branch, and we're living there right now. <gasps> oh my gosh, really? Where we are, we great. are literally living where the old CFC or Imperium used to live, and it is—it's really pretty great. That is yeah, amazing. Kind of funny, and it, all it took was somebody richer than most of Eve to pay everybody in Eve to go against the goons. So basically yeah. it was like the E version of the American revolution, but there was some really good financing. Yeah. You, you can say they, that. Yeah. They, the one person with his little, uh, website paid pretty much all of Eve that <sighs> like n- nobody wanted, nobody wanted to, nobody ever wanted to go against the goons because the goons are huge. They're, yeah, they're big. Right. Right. Getting it's everybody like, like to ally. Empire, yeah. Getting everybody to ally was always the problem. Sure, because we're but all a bunch of, you know. We had somebody. Well, it's because everyone hates one another, too. Right, you? right. You're, you're all, you're all you're really, paranoid. Just admit it. We're all paranoid and we're all shooting at one another all the time. Right. And getting all of the disparate groups that weren't goons in Eve to ally against Goon Swarm and their allies was a was a diplomatic work. effort probably that had never been seen and it took an obscene amount of money to buy all these groups off but someone Everybody has a press someone did it and god bless lenny kravitz too which is a character <laughs> name but it's it's so fitting for this universe no i know i think it really is no it's lenny kravitz yeah. it's just a Absolutely. Uh, like, God bless, uh, because like it was it, it, and it might have been actually a little bit at the end of an anticlimax because there was there were a couple of big battles. And when Goon Swarm realized that their alliance was outclassed, they decided to pursue a tactic that would really preserve a lot of their assets. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically said, well, if you're going to out blob us, which is really funny because that was their tactic for the longest time as they would typically bring more numbers. Um, but since we had the advantage this time at some point after one of like a, a key battle uh, called the battle of M taco, uh, goons basically said, yeah, we're not going to fight you anymore. And they just kind of bottled up and let their space be taken. And then eventually they retreated and they're regrouping down south. Now, what that means is we won the war. Right. But goons are not gone and are definitely not dead. And they never really were going to be. So there's going to be a World War C, basically. There there will be a sequel, rest assured. Uh, There's like, like the goons have sworn like promises of vengeance and 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 like you know enmity against those that opposed them it's yeah, there will be a sequel and the content is not done yet which is just what's absolutely great about this game um but and for now for now there is a little bit of calm and a little bit of quiet the biggest victory was the breakup of a lot of the goon swarm alliance like nice they, there was a lot of a lot of groups that kind of fractured off of Goon Swarm and have moved on to other things. And it's they it's really good because it, it makes a little bit better of a game because it's not just one huge alliance anymore. There's still a very big alliance, but it's nowhere near what it used to be. Um, because I mean a lot of people saw what pretty much when all of Eve is willing to be paid off and just say, yeah, um, you're moving out uh, to kind of open some eyes and people like, yeah, um, I don't think we want to be in goons anymore. Yeah. I kind of need to rethink what, what their strategy was. Rethink your allegiances, buddies. It's also it's like that scene in in the uh, the movie Three Hundred, where uh, which uh, you know is a totally historically accurate version of the battle. Yeah. But but uh, regard that aside, um, that scene where uh, Xerxes, um, like King Leonidas or one of the Spartans, I don't remember who, like throws a spear and it kind of like cuts like King Xerxes in the cheek. Um, when we beat 
goons. It showed Eve that no single entity is untouchable and that everyone can potentially fall. And it's, it, oh, it's really good for the game. I love it. Nice, neat. Yeah, because well, yeah, because if if you've got one group that's dominating for so long, it just becomes stale. They had lived in Declan for six years. Wow, and and that that empire is over is is really it'll be talked about, I think, for a good long while. But but again, that story isn't over. Stay stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Hey, um, quick question on the Citadel. Didn't I see something where they brought one of the citadels online and during its power up phase it was taken out? Yes, that was very recent and uh yes. A lot of, I think a couple of people I think there might have been one person from AIU that actually got on that uh maybe Dejara or somebody. But yeah, that was a 300 bill kill just right there like just Wow. wasn't even able to get online. <laughs> and, and that's so the, the tactic of a Citadel, like all of the Citadel types, they are most vulnerable when they're first coming online. Once they're, they've been online and have kind of gone through what's called their first repair cycle, then mm-hmm. they're a little bit harder to take. So there's an urgency to take down a Citadel right when it's coming online. You have like a literally a 15 minute window to begin shooting at it. And, um, uh, one group, um, I, I honestly, it's, I'm blanking on which group decided to anchor a keep star, one of the giant citadels, except all of Eve decided to show up and try to shoot it. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened within, within like the first 15 minutes, um, of it onlining. Um, everyone heard about it. Everyone showed up and it went pop. Um, it went, there were so many people in system and, on what's called the kill mail, uh, this was a little bit of a controversy. Uh, in Eve, every ship that gets blown up or every loss that happens generates a kill report with the ship loss and then the amount of damage that was done to it and who did damage and then who got the killing blow. And apparently there were so many people on this kill mail that it kind of blew up the actual EVE Online database. Oh, yeah. That was was the first one to go down. The second one, there was another one that happened recently, like very recently, that actually died and generated a kill mail. Yeah, the first one that went down, um, actually, one of the developers over at at CCP, uh, Logibro, he went through the logs and had to manually, and it was real nice of him to do this, he manually reconstructed the data for the kill mail and released that to the public since it, it, unfortunately, it can't exist in-game. The kill mail just, the database went, nope, no, thank you. And (laughs) so, no, he at the very least released that uh, data publicly uh, for everyone, so we at least have it generated on all, like, the kill mail websites for people who are interested. But that was was a little bit of a controversy over, over Citadel's um, but yeah, Eve's still going, still going strong. And um, I don't know. That's I think awesome. we should probably move into uh, the November oh, yeah. um, release. Well, yeah, actually, one fish. one quick thing. Um, anybody that's played Eve with AIU, um, we have our own Discord server because AIU, yeah. OPSEC, um, all that. But we do offer a uh, like if you've played Eve and you're in good standing with Eve. You can get into the server. You won't have full access, but you will at least be able to be with your Eve people and have your um, have your little Eve touch if you want to. We offer a like a level in that server for just people that have played Eve with us and then still are good in good standing. Cool. Yeah, Discord. I think really- I can post. Yeah, what I'll do is I'll post a link to that in the AIE Discord probably in the Eve Embassy channel nice. after yeah. the show. And yeah. that'll be a good place to post that. And if you've ever been a member, join and I'll, I'll give you the role uh, for for has formerly been a member of the uh, yeah. the corp. And then you can absolutely still chat with us. And that's it'd be great to have people, especially with the November release, with the big announcement. Okay. Eve is going free to play. You're kidding. Wow. It's, it is... It's interesting. 
<laughs> it is interesting. And it's, it's not, so they're not getting rid of the subscriptions. Um, mm. So it's the free to play option. When you look at it, they've kind of branded it that they're bringing two types of medical clones um, mm-hmm. that your capsuleer pilot in-game character can have. The free-to-play characters are in what are called alpha clones. And the short summary is that if you're an alpha clone, you'll be restricted to a certain subset of skills um, and you will train those skills at a slightly slower rate. And what that effectively means um, your race determines which skills you're restricted to. And that that's, that's really, actually, that's really it. Um, your race it actually does matter. Um, it used to not ever matter. Um, right. Now it does for alpha clones. It does matter a little bit because it will determine what ships you fly. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, as an alpha clone, those are the only restrictions. Um, and because Eve is kind of a sandbox type game, that's so like WoW has their like trial version, right? That you can level up yeah. to level 20. But that's, I, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, check it out before you buy. Um, and you certainly don't get to see all of the content in Eve um, or in WoW. In Eve, um, you're, you're, you're able to fly a cruiser on down. Um, as far as ship types go in these alpha clones. Yeah, and T1 and uh, T1, I think meta only. You're not allowed to fly T2 modules. As far as modules are concerned. And that's for for a player like, for kind of people that have been subscribed for a while, that's probably a little bit limiting. But for people that want to check it out and new players um, or old players that want to roll a couple more free accounts and have these alts at their disposal, I'll probably roll at least two or three free accounts just to have. It means that one of my accounts is actually just going to go back live again and I can actually just fly all the stuff that he can already fly. Yeah, that that was my question. If if you can fly, like if you were a subscriber and you choose the free to play model, do you lose? Are you restricted to what to those limitations, or is it what you have, but you just can't take those any further? You are. The answer is yes. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) you can't train skills. You don't lose the skills. Mm -hmm. Um, You keep everything that you've always trained. I'm fairly certain you can't train the skills further. Um, And then you're you're restricted to only using the skills that the alpha clone can use. Um, So there is, so, so that there is some restriction in that regard, but if you haven't played in a long time and are looking to come back and have a character that you can hop on that character and you'll basically be fully trained as that alpha clone. Um, it's if it's about 5 million skill points um, as our gotcha. what's kind of the end result uh, for alpha clones, which to give you, uh, I think turbo, how many skill points does like an Omega clone get a year? Like 15 oh, um... million? It's uh, eighty thousand every thirty something days. Okay, so, nah, and so yeah. that's just to give you a perspective. Those details aren't really terribly important. That's really only yeah. important if you played the game and just want some sort of perspective. Yeah, and that's the characters the max you can absolutely get, and that's just for the skill good characters that I got. I think. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. But yeah, beyond that. Um, because Eve is a sandbox, you can take your frigate or your cruiser or your destroyer, go anywhere in the game and be useful and effective. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially we have fits for frigates that are really useful and really important in fleets and alpha clones can fly these ships. Um, I'm thinking specifically of like E-war ships, mollusks, uh, vigils um some of the cruisers are really useful in fleets this is you know it eve is a real interesting and difficult game um and there's kind of there's really no bones about that and it's really great to see an option that gives kind of players time to slowly check it out and dig in and see what it's all about so i'm i'm really excited and for those of you who are really curious about the skill list I have a link in the show notes that is a spreadsheet of 
the various scales. Because, of course, this would not be Eve if five hours after the announcement, someone did not make a spreadsheet of the various skills that that Um, Alpha clones are restricted. Before somebody ends up uh, before somebody ends up coming in and saying about it, I just looked it up and you make around 2 million skill points a year if you have the absolute max you can get for a certain skill. So, yeah, it's okay. between, you can be, I'd say between 1.5 and 2 million would be nice. what you'd be looking at. Do you know, I know this is future casting because we, we don't know yet, but, oh, but we um, love making stuff up. Go ahead. No, the there's the um, I call it a pilot planner, but it was your it was your offline. It would use your API key, and you could pull in your pilot skills and, and check up on them while you're offline. Um, but you could also sit there and and say, I want to put this build into it, and it would tell you, okay, these are the skills you need to train to be most efficiently. Do we know if they're going to update that piece of it to? Um, Account for for alpha clones, so you can see. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Probably, probably in a few minutes, actually find like a full list of every bit of that. Like, I'm sure somebody's already done that. Like, if you want to be the max you can be for a free account, these are all the skills you need to do and train them. And one of the changes I made a little while back is you can inject any skill book, no matter what. Like you. You may not be able to train it, but you can. And if you wanted to, you could go on ahead and buy the Titan skill books, which are, I think, right. like a billion esque a piece. And, yeah. Or no, I think it might be five billion. It's been a long time since I even looked at those. But um, yeah, you could just go on ahead and plug in everything, and and just start training, like if you wanted to. Gotcha. Very cool. Make really bad decisions, like I am, and. Training both of my accounts into capital ships. Yay. Absolutely. I am now we can hear me and I can unmute myself. That's the big one. And that's that's the big story, uh, the big release for November. Um, we can probably breeze through the rest of these. Um okay. although I'll say so a big one if you're a veteran of Eve in November, off-grid boosting is going away. Mm-hmm. Um that is that is a big deal for a couple of groups. It's a big deal for people that engage in PvP um, because it means you don't need to have a character on an account that sits in a really expensive ship, warps into system, and then warps to a spot where no one can scan them down and sit there and do nothing. It was literally a useless, not a like a incredibly useful, but completely non-engaging role. Um, right. So what uh, what basically boosting and the basic uh, to kind of talk about what boosting is there are a kind of these units items in the game called links that boost the abilities of your fleet and basically right. it's like a buff um yeah. in like a, another MMO and basically this is just coming on what's called on grid now um so that means you have to see the other spaceships in order to apply a boost you can't be some where like completely off in the system in order gotcha. to apply a boost. Um, there are miners also have boosts and they're probably a little bit more apprehensive about this change. And I'm not really a miner um, and I'm only really a tiny bit of an industrialist. Um, I am really probably not qualified to talk about how eliminating off-grid boosting is going to work real well for miners. Um, I know some of them are very angry, um, but we'll, we'll see, stay tuned for that change. Um, and we'll have to see how that plays out there. It is certainly not without controversy. Um, I'm going to skip over the Rorqual rebalance because that's a very specialized ship, but basically uh, the short summary is the Rorqual is a ship. It's going to get a button that says I'm immune to everything now. Um, and that oh, wow. that'll be really that'll be really nice. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, so that means you can't like uh, you you can't warp lock it or anything like that. It's just immune. It's just immune. Presumably, it's also immobile. So it's one of those. I'm immune. Um, that means I have time to summon people to come and defend me or something like that. Gotcha. We'll, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that one plays out. The, the animation looks really, really pretty. It's basically like just this blue 
sheen over the Rorqual and every other ship that it kind of defends. Yeah. It can pass that boost on to all to the mining fleet. So like it, it'll it bubbles up and is invulnerable and passes that on to all the other mining ships. It gives a short period of time that you can actually uh, get a response fleet to come help out. Nice. That's awesome. Yep. Engineering complexes are also well, due out in November. They're remodeling what do you got to? The, um, mining ships too. Oh, which right. is cool. Yep. Like that's 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 one of the big things. Like everybody kind of thinks of mining ships can use a remodel, and they're doing a really good pass on them. Actually, they're getting a little bit of a rebalance too, and that's actually uh, like Tuesday. I think they're getting like yeah. new high slots oh, wow, for extra awesome. mining lasers and that sort of stuff. Um, Engineering complexes are this November. That's just like a new type of structure that you build things. Um, mm-hmm. There's not actually much details on it yet. So TBD, I don't want to talk about it. But right. everything else, uh, there are a whole bunch of other changes on the road and on the horizon. There is one website you can go to now. Okay. Perfect. And that, that will tell you everything you ever wanted to know about every single update on the horizon. And one of the ones that's coming up real soon is they're actually going to remodel a bunch of the frigates too. So that that's going to be one of the things. That all the frigates are going to be nice and shiny for all the people that are on free accounts. Perfect. Uh, I think also the, well, there was the Alliance tournament, which coming up. Uh, I don't pay attention to that. That's one of those things. Like it's <laughs> there's a the, lot going. The alliance, on. you know what? The alliance tournament is a ten on ten arena style battle uh, with like points assigned to ships, and it's if you get a good commentator, uh, which CCP's done in the past. It's really fun to watch. That's coming. I want to say the actually really soon. It's the first weekend of October are some of the preliminary matches. And then I believe it is the weekend of the 15th and 16th that are the finals. Uh, so certainly stay tuned. If you're into the Eve esports space, uh, no pun intended Alliance tournament 14 <laughs> is, uh, is coming up. Uh, finals mm. are going to be uh, October 15th. Uh, and, and then Last thing, uh, the Halloween event's coming. The Return of Blood Raiders, which is always cool because oh. the ships are coated in oh, blood. Oh, that's fun. Uh, blood Raiders oh, are creepy. Nice. <laughs> Very, um, oh, God. Reavers. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. You can get the ship skins, and some of them are permanent. Some of them are not. And like, like 30-day skins, and they're really cool. Like they, like they coat some of the really iconic ships in just all blood, and it's you you wonder how much how they got that much blood considering like a battleship is <laughs> the size of New York almost. Yeah. We invented a planet. What for? Well, we need blood. I mean, come on. That's a, if you read some of like the in-game or out of game like uh like lore stories on the wiki, uh that's basically what the blood raiders do is they invade planets to take all the blood. They're right. they're they're creepy dudes. Um, but yeah, I think that that about wraps it up for uh, for Eve News. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks that, so much. Yep that that was a great uh, update on Eve, and especially with the free to play stuff. I'm I'm sure now that it's free, I'm sure more people will be poking their heads in. Um, question: Do we know yet if you start an alpha clone? You know, if you start the free to play. Do you still, you know, if you're thinking of I'll subscribe later, do you still get the recruitment bonus um, if you start the alpha account with that or they, they're still working through those details? Um, if, you start, if you do the recruitment bonus, like the 21 free days, that is, there's still restrictions that you can't do because you're not a paid account. But once you start paying, you could have everything, but it'll always revert. Every account will always revert to an alpha clone when it is done and train anything in your skill queue that is acceptable to the alpha clone conditions. Okay. So it's still, if people are interested in joining, they should still get a hold of you guys so that they can get that recruitment link and get you guys the, um, the, the stuff from that, right? Yes. We can still get them 21 free days. 
Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. And uh, if that changes, we'll we'll publish that um, in the Discord and let people know. But yeah, for the time being, that is still kosher. Awesome. Well, great. Thank you, guys. Yep. And I think that will be our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting and continuing to suggest show titles, we want to thank Hoots and Turbo for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys so much. This has been really, really enlightening. Definitely. Yeah, thanks a bunch for having us. It's always a pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. And thanks. go ahead, Turbo. Sorry. No, oh, uh, thanks. I was going to say, yeah, sorry. Sorry, we kind of go long. We, no, we it's okay. Dude, there's a lot to cover for Eve. I mean, we didn't even get into, you know, Hoots' new planetary, uh, you know, stuff that he's got planned for that. So, uh, <laughs> <gasps> spoilers, sweetie. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if you want to get a hold of either Hoots or Turbo Addiction, uh, check out the uh, AIE Discord. There's an EVE Embassy channel, and they can also be found on Twitter at AIE Hoots and at Turbo Addiction. Yep. Awesome. And if you have questions or comments about our show or want to send us a segment, because, hey, guys, we need segments, you can email us at podcast at aie-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. I'm at Cyberwave. Tetsemi is at Ivory Tiger. We were recorded live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our at, on Discord. I'm sorry, at our website at aie.guild.podcast hyphen live, hyphen stream. Wow, that's too much. And our Discord server for chat at Discord. Um, just go to your AIE Discord and look for the AIE podcast, people. I'm not reading this whole thing. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we received this week, including overly dramatic news from Hunts the Wind. Next time, we will be talking to Kerosene Kid, a.k.a. Joe, from Your Wow Money. So until then, AIE. This is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Robot free. Woohoo! Add-on takes aggressive action to preserve player enjoyment. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. With the release recently of the latest Warcraft expansion, millions of people have flocked to the Broken Isles. But a problem has arisen. People are so eager to talk about the amazing things they've seen that they are ruining the story for those who aren't questing at a breakneck pace. Now a new add-on has been developed to combat such chatterboxes. It creates a Story Safe Zone setting in the client. Once you enable this, the client watches all chat channels for messages about content you haven't run yet. When it detects someone writing about such content, it floods their client with lower amplitude, or LA, packets. This reduces the font size in their client, making it harder and harder for them to read what they type. These are followed by a final offender silence packet, which causes an alert box to display on the offender screen saying, I can't hear you. After the target stops writing for five minutes, font size returns to normal. The new add-on has rocketed to the top of the popularity charts on Curse.com, but ODN has learned that Blizzard intends to disable the law packet functionality. While they understand the frustration of having a major story point revealed too early, they cannot condone DDoS attacks, even if they are digital denial of... Spoilers. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.